0: 11 seconds, you've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to shelf. five seconds left in the game. you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. <laughs> you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. Don't worry about it, coach. let me spin. Let me spin, Cope. Y'all want to win, put Booby in. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. We'll
1: we'll Alright guys, what's up? Welcome back, special holiday edition It's Easter and April Fool's um, I'm coming down from a bit of a bender this weekend Hal is on the IR as well but we got Cooner in here, breath of fresh air. How's it going, buddy?
2: Good, man. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Christ Easter, Christ has man. risen.
1: Christ has risen. How's your weekend, Ben?
2: Good, man. Not too bad. I'm pretty casual. I had some family stuff this morning. It was pretty good, so I can't complain. All right, man.
1: Well, shit's heating up in the NHL. We're going to do our standard stuff. We'll do NHL in the news. We'll do Twitter questions, Patty B., um Don Moore and then our three stars. So, let's just kind of hop right into it. NHL in the news. Let's go. All right, busy week. Kind of a cool week. We're going to start off with what I think probably the biggest story of the week. Uh, the Blackhawks were playing the Winnipeg Jets. Blackhawks goalie gets hurt in warm-ups. Not even like on-ice warm-ups, but playing soccer in the hallway. So, he gets out. They have the emergency backup guy kind of get dressed just in case. And then the third period their goalie gets hurt, and 36-year-old Scott Foster, an accountant by day, has to come into the net and play against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Blackhawks pick up the win 6-2. to He stops all seven shots, one being a Dustin Bufflin clap bomb and another one like backdoor to uh, Stasny. Guy stood on his head. Uh, you 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 kind of love seeing stuff like this because for us, like we don't really have any more dreams, hockey wise. And this guy probably felt the same way. And now he's like playing in the show. Like one minute he's on his calculator, the next minute he has Dusty Buff coming in with like probably 104 mile an hour slap shot. So, what what did you have on this? Story? I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, when I was like, Jesus
2: Christ, did it really happen? Like you. You're seeing like highlights of this guy, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, look at his goalie pads; mm-hmm. they just look, and his goalie stick and everything. Just his—he's wearing an AC/DC mask. Did you see
0: that?
2: <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh my god!" What a nail gun! Just for those about to rock, baby. Um, I don't know, dude. It's awesome. Like, you imagine like, like, dude, Bufflin is—he rips pucks. Like, granted, like, yes, you're stopping like an NHL guy anyway, but like, Bufflin—that's pretty sick. And then that point blank save on Stasny, like. That was a good save. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them were like in the dude's bread basket, but it's still like it. It literally doesn't matter. That guy can forever go down in history saying he has a perfect save percentage in the National Hockey League. I mean, that's that's something. It's fucking you know, sick.
1: It's it's unbelievable. Like I looked up his stats. He played at Western Michigan, so it's not like he's a bad goalie. Like I, he's like it's he, it's not like he's a true beer league goalie. If that makes any sense. Like this guy has played hockey before, but. I mean, that save on Stasny was fucking sick, and I think we talked about his pads. His pads were so small, he kind of gave me, like, the whole Mike Richter-esque kind of style of goalie, where he could actually move around. Like, now you see goalies wearing giant pads, and, like, they can't really move. Like, this guy was agile. I haven't seen a goalie like that in a while. Uh, he gets They give him the belt after the game, which is, like, the Rangers version <laughs> of the Broadway hat, and, like, I mean... Yep that guy i i don't even know i mean his interview was awesome how he was talking about he's telling all of his friends that you know he had a 34 safe shutout and shit like that like just seems like a really cool guy what a fucking experience that was
2: yeah and i think the Blackhawks, like to be honest man like this is great for them mm-hmm. they are having like a dog shit the season everyone's talking about firing the coach get this get that like this is, like, a little bright spot for them. So it's, like, that's that's huge for them PR-wise and, like, just getting the, the name kind of, like, buffered back into, like, good graces with the hockey gods, I guess, you know? No, um, that's a great point. It kind of takes away us,
1: from all the distractions that they had going on. This is finally, like, a good distraction.
2: Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, you know, like, usually that doesn't happen to, like, Buffalo or, like, Phoenix. It's just like, oh, we suck. We're used to it. I mean, Chicago is not used to sucking. So everything's just, like, finger point, finger point, finger point. Now it's kind of, like, oh, well, at least we have this. Like, this is a cool story, you know? So one thing that I thought was hilarious, though, is, like, like you said, he has that. He had that, like, little, like, old-school look to him, obviously. And and one thing, like, when I'm playing, like, beer league and stuff and there's, like, an older goalie who's, like, kind of good, it's kind of annoying. you see, like, he made, like, a like a shortstop save, I call it, where, like, he puts, like, one knee down, oh, kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah. Like, classic. The other up. <laughs> yeah,
0: classic. So like,
2: yeah. And, dude, like, if I was in the fucking NHL and a guy made a save like that on me, I would fucking break my stick... Like, so hard. Like, t- dude, that shit pisses me off in beer league when you see a play like that. And sometimes in beer league, if you get a goalie who's not, like, sick or something, sometimes he's not where he should be. So you you shoot the puck. It's you, in your he's head. not going to yeah. be, be in there. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. I mean, not to take any away from this guy, I'm going to get some shit for that, I'm sure. But, I don't know, it's awesome, dude. And he was, the, he was awesome, too. He wasn't just like this bright-eyed, like,
1: oh, my God, I'm so happy to be here. He was literally just like, yeah, a walk in the fucking park. Oh, yeah, man. I love I, the way his demeanor after the game was, like, I thought just on point, man. Good good, for, good for Scotty Foster. Uh, we're going to move on. Second thing, the Vegas Golden of the Knights are going to retire the number 58 in honor of the 58 people who lost their lives in the shooting this past year. Um. We, we've talked about Vegas and, like, PR throughout the course of the year and all that stuff, but this is probably, like, the best, like, first retirement of a jersey ever, you would think. Like, not just for somebody, but for an entire community. I think that's badass. I am so on board with this. Um, what do you have on this? I thought this was just, like, really fucking cool.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Like really i don't need to say this but you know we are a podcast so i have to talk a little bit (laughs) uh so good on vegas dude this isn't a pr stunt this isn't anything dude these are people being good people yeah this is this is something that like you're getting behind people you're trying to rally people it's not like oh we want to look good for the media so we can get more clicks on instagram this is literally identity because that's that's part of the community is sports. Mm-hmm. Sports is one of the biggest drives in community. You go back to freaking like the very beginning of like Olympics, like not the Olympics we know, but like back in like Greece and shit like that. Like they rallied around people with yeah. sport. And like it's great that they're using sport to do the same thing. You see it a lot with like the, um, I'm going to butcher this name, it's like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or something like that. Yeah. The, the Cubbies came out and the like striped, on their on their jerseys for opening day, like I love it when teams just use they use their platform for the better, and it's not for publicity. They're they're doing it for the right reasons, and this is awesome for Vegas. So, and and that's like you said, it's a jersey retirement that's in the rafters forever. This is this is something to remember them forever. It's not like a an in, inaugural patch that goes on the jersey, like never forget, like <laughs> and then they never wear it again. This is there forever, forever. For and it's like franchise.
1: exactly, and it's like it's one of those things where. You know, you go to Vegas and you kind of look up look up at the rafters and you see that jersey. And, like, if you're on Vegas, you're kind of proud that you're from that place. You're proud of the fact that, you know, the people there are cheering you on. And it's, you know, quite the community. For the first Vegas team ever, hockey-wise, I mean, they made the playoffs. They weren't really supposed to. And now you're kind of getting a glimpse to see, like, people in Vegas do like their professional sports. And they've kind of rallied around this hockey team hal has been very against Vegas, and I get why, because the social media guy's kind of a douche, who actually just got let go from doing that, so shout out to him. But, I mean, this I think this is a great story. I think this is unbelievable. Every time, like I just said, every time you go into Vegas, you look up, you see that 58. And instead of it being about an individual player like Jersey Retirements normally is, it's about a community, and I think that's badass.
2: Yeah, and one thing, too, I think, I, 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 wanna, I wanted to throw this your way when you, like, discussed this with me, too, when you walk into like the garden, it's mm-hmm. sick to like see them. Like I don't, I don't go to the fucking garden. I've never been, but like if I were to walk in there, or you like you see footage of the garden and shit, like guys with Messier jerseys, that's cool. Like you got the old school throwback. Now I want to bounce this off of you. I'll, I'll be quick with it, but like, do people now wear '58 Vegas jerseys in honor of those people? Or Dude, that'd that... be that'd
1: be kind of sick, right? Like, no, you know I mean? no last name, just '58. If yep. yeah. if I, if I yeah. was from yep. Vegas, if I was from Vegas and I was a Vegas Knights fan, I would 1000% do that. Yep. And that's
2: and this isn't me being like oh, pump jersey sales. This is like this is like representing. It's not <laughs> nothing to do with sales, nothing to do with marketing anything. It's just, you
1: know. No, 100% and also at the same time sales I think for that would be like very good. That's something that they could rally around. But again, not about that but just the idea behind it, I think that'd be fucking sick. You know what? Maybe that's my next jersey I get.
2: That's I, would, not, I mean, I, dude, I would wear it just to, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that's not a bad jersey to be sporting around the pond either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A few stick taps. <laughs> a few stick taps. Shout out to Vegas. Badass. Uh, this one's going to be quick. John Cooper just won his 240th game, become the most winningest coach in Tampa Bay Lightning history. Is it just me, or does it feel like this guy got hired like last year? Like where the fuck did this come from?
2: Yeah, pretty quick turnaround time for him, huh? Jesus Christ. And
1: I don't think the guy's ever played hockey. I think he, like, went to Hofstra and he may may have played, like, club hockey or something like that. He's not, like, a legitimate type hockey guy. He's just worked out. I mean, I'm sure he's an awesome coach. They say he's, like, a player's coach. He's not one to get in the face of people and stuff like that. And, like, I would love John Cooper as my coach. Having said that, I mean, not, not the worst team to be head coach of.
2: Yeah, um... And the guy, I'm looking at some of his stuff right now. He started in the NA, which is pretty awesome. Did two years in the NA, two years in the USHL, three in the AHL, and then boom, NHL. Like that's pretty that's well actually
0: Is that coaching or playing?
2: It. Coaching. That's okay. just coaching. This is just his coaching stuff. Like he two in the NA, two in the USHL. He did he did like three in the AHL and then got bumped up to the NHL as a head coach. That same year, when uh, when when Tampa, like, shit-canned whoever they got rid of. Who was their last coach? I'm I fucking forget, dude. I don't have a clue. But then, at, like, then they did make the playoffs that year. Then the next year, he, he takes them to the playoffs, you know. They lost in the first round, but then the year after that, losing the finals, lost in the third round. Like, that's, you know. Guy that's, wins some games. Pretty... That's what
1: happens when you take half the good New York Rangers.
2: <laughs> right, Jesus.
1: I mean, good good for this guy. Tampa's a fucking... They're a hell of a team. I will say this. I watched the game the other night. JT Miller, of course, has, like, so many fucking goals since playing there. But the one thing that I kind of took away was McDonough looked like shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder how the injuries affecting him and how, like, if he has any rust he's knocking off, being with a new team. I know he's got half the Rangers he's played with before, but, um yeah... Sucks because I don't want to be that guy and be like, "Good." I hope they suck because, quite frankly, like I don't. I hope they win the cup because that doesn't. That helps out our conditional pick. So yeah. I don't know.
1: And, uh, <laughs> and I like to see. Dan I Girardi don't want him to
2: win, but I do. What's that?
1: I'd like to see Dan Girardi lift a cup. I want to be against that.
2: Dude, I would love for him to win one. That'd be awesome. I, I never hated that guy. Like so many people, ragged on him. One quick thing, Ken. I wanted to to throw this out there real quick. <laughs> Could you imagine? like coaching in the N.A., you're just, a, you're just an N.A. coach, riding the bus, eating Subway every fucking weekend, and then you blink, and you're in the NHL. It's like this crazy. guy, his last season in the N.A. was oh seven, oh eight, And then in 2012-13, he's coaching in the NHL. That's, that's yeah. like, such a –
1: how how does that happen? I think that's just, like – I mean, he's got to be a good coach, and at the same time he's got to have connections, right? I don't think anybody just goes up that quick yeah, without having those two things.
2: A good mix of both, obviously, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you are just like, all right, boys, do you want to watch Slap Shot tonight again on the boss? <laughs> and then like, you're fucking flying private charters and shit, like eating fucking steaks. Yeah,
1: man, it'd be cool to like That's... ask him and be like, so like, now that you have time to kind of think about this, like, what was your journey like? Like, what's one thing you yeah. can take away? What did you ever see yourself being where you're at right now? You know?
2: Yeah, because I like stories like the Scott Darling started at the very bottom made worked and grinded his way to the top not saying that like cooper didn't but i want to hear a story about a guy that like boom springboarded right to the top like what was your time to like take all that in like it wasn't very quick you know or i mean it wasn't very long so i think that's that'd be like a pretty interesting like interview with him maybe we'll get him on the podcast
1: yeah maybe yeah anybody knows john cooper let him know we want to talk to that guy (laughs) um so there's a huge game today, Boston-Flyers. Boston ended up tying it with, like, three seconds left. This team's unreal, man. Like, every time you think that they're out of it, not even a shot in hell. Uh, the Flyers ended up winning off a sick fucking play by uh, Claude Giroux, forehand-backhand, forehand-backhand. He, he pretended to go between the legs. It is what it is. One one takeaway from this game is Marchand uh, got hit by Andy McDonald. Then and when McDonald's on the ice, it kind of gave him, like, a little jab, little cross-check. To the face, I suppose, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this because there's a lot of really pissed off people about this. Do you think this is just because it's Martian, or do you think people have like the right to actually be this
2: upset? Um, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, you just fucking!" And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, relax,
0: mm-hmm.
2: dude. I don't know." It, that was that was a playoff game today. Like anybody who watched the game, that was a, that was a playoff game, and and you know, it. I, I'm not crazy upset about it. Yes. It's Marchand. Anytime you see sixty three and his hands be, be, like start to creep up above that waist, you know something's going on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, dude. I'm not like calling for a suspension. Like I'm, just, dude. I don't know. It doesn't look like you intentionally tried to like break the dude's fucking teeth. Like it, he kind of just gave him a little quick one. I bet you he was just trying to like shove him when he was on the ice. Didn't really, you know. I, I'm not a huge Marchand hater, mm-hmm. I'm, honestly. I'm not, and a lot of people are like, "How the fuck aren't you?" Because I'm not a Bruins fan, but. I don't know i think it's just mainly people getting fired up but like relax like the guy didn't do some of his like worst shit we're just all like crazy upset. it'd be like matt cook it'd be him like just, like slashing someone in the back of the ankles people freak the fuck out yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so i don't know i'm not that concerned dude that was a playoff game and anybody mm-hmm. who didn't watch the game you know sucks for you but that that was a great game and i uh, dude seeing them in in the playoffs would be kind of neat too
1: yeah, no, it's just, I think literally anybody else in the world, if that happened to, there wouldn't be anything like that. I think it's just kind of one of those things where, I mean, Martian kind of screwed himself because now literally everything he does is going to be put under that microscope and people are going to think, oh, he did that maliciously and shit like that. I Sometimes he is like that, 100% for sure, but I just feel like this isn't one of the times.
2: Yeah, it didn't really look or feel. It didn't have that feel. It just had, dude, he's, he's probably a little pissed off just to grind it and it happens, man.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, as as we're doing this podcast, Braden holpie's going after Patrick Hornquist. Oh, nope, never mind. Grubauer is. Grubauer, I fucking hate these backup goalies, dude. They have the biggest <laughs> heads on them nowadays. It's fucking bananas. Uh, moving on. We're going to kind of get into the Eastern Conference and Western Conference uh, wild card picture. In the West right now, Anaheim has 93 points, St. Louis 92, Colorado 92. They're out because they have one less win. But Colorado just came out today. Said Varlamov and Eric Johnson are done for the season. Done. I mean, that's not a good look if you're a Colorado team trying to get in the playoffs, right?
2: Yeah, no, that's that's really not good. And I, and I think Johnson, at least I, I don't pay that much attention to Colorado, but I'm pretty sure he was having a decent year.
1: Yeah, he was. I
2: think Johnson was actually was actually kind of being a leader and doing well well for them this year. Um, and then Farley going down, too, is not good. I don't know, has he been playing well? I haven't really seen much, heard much about him. Uh, um, I don't think
1: he's been playing bad. His, his thing, I feel like that guy gets hurt all the goddamn time, right?
2: Yeah, and he was, he had a little to-do with some off-ice shit, too, I think, for a little bit, so mm-hmm. I don't think that that was necessarily a good thing, good look for him, either. Um, and, fit, no, and fifty time,
1: and 51, in fifty one in fifty one games this year he's 24, 16 and six with a nine twenty save percentage, two point six eight against. It's not bad.
2: Not awful. So he's 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 chugging along just like their whole team is just trying to, you know, chip away. But right now, him going down, like I think if anything, right? If anything, the worst about all this, yes, you're losing your players, like <laughs> skill and all that, but like that's that's just like demoralizing for your team. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure those guys, whether they are vocal leaders or not, they're looked up to in that locker room. I'm I'm assuming, you know, they're both like they've both been in the league for a while. So you get two two studs, quote unquote, for their team. That get that get hurt a couple games with like that get ruled out a couple games before the potential playoffs, you know, they're in the in the push for the playoffs. Like that's just gotta take all the wind out of the cell right now, so I mean, that's going to be tough for Colorado to kind of bounce back and keep the legs driving for the for the playoff push.
1: No, I, I, I can see where you're saying. I mean, you're starting goalie, and I think your assistant captain go down. That's not good. And to make matter matters worse, when you thought the St. Louis Blues were all fucking said and done, they just start winning every single game they're playing now. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if Colorado's going to squeak in. If I was a betting man, I, I would probably go with the Blues and Ducks, right?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, you would think. But then you want to say, "Hold the friggin' phone!" Because last night St. Louis lost to the Coyotes six to zero. Nah. So you do it. That's what the beauty of hockey—you never know what the hell's going on. Dude,
1: the last, like the last week, last two weeks of the NHL are always
2: fucking sick. Oh yeah, no doubt. And and here's another thing too about um, Johnson. Like he's he's he puts up pretty good minutes. He eats up oh, minutes yeah. for for you know and his last five games he's played this year. You know he's he's putting up almost thirty shifts a game. You know twenty minutes, twenty minutes, forty seconds, twenty two and 10, 24 and 37, thirty seven, twenty forty six, and then one game twenty eight minutes. It's like okay, he you know that's that's value. That is a valuable player. Any player, any defenseman plays over twenty minutes. That is a very valuable player to your franchise, especially with three, four games left in the season trying yeah, to make. And he,
1: I mean, he's out against all the other top players too. I mean, it's not like it's fucking Mark Stahl playing twenty minutes a night. You know, so
2: yeah, they got a big game against the Ducks tonight.
1: So that's probably must-watch uh, TV. I would watch, I'm probably going to watch that. Yep.
2: Tonight. Yep. All
1: right, so uh, that's the West, and then the Eastern Conference. The New Jersey Devils just uh, said that Marcus Johansson's activated off the IR. Coming down to the stretch in the East right now, the New Jersey Devils have played 78 games, uh, 41 wins, 91 points. Florida's played 77 games. Uh, eighty six points. So Florida's got a game in hand, but they're five back. New Jersey's playing right now. The last I checked they were losing to the Canadians. Um what do you have here? As a Rangers fan, I, I would want nothing more than Florida to get in there. So we I mean one because it's the Devils and two because the second round pick will be better uh, that we got for Grabner. But, I mean, what do you got? At the same time, I, I kind of like the way New Jersey's played. I hate their fucking backup goalie. If he was out of my face, it wouldn't be that bad. But I love I love Brian Boyle. Taylor Hall's a fucking stud. That Nico kid's really good. I like their defense. I mean, and John Moore, Andy Green, dude. Like, that's not, they don't have a bad yeah, makeup of their team. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I actually enjoy, um, a lot of
2: people when I might be like, what the fuck, but Petty Maroon in the playoffs is actually
1: pretty fun. Yeah, and the Miles Wood. I love Miles Wood. Like, I actually yep, really like their fucking yep. team. But I I would be so happy if they missed the playoffs right now. Um, They have – they got four games left. Uh, Montreal, they're playing now. Then the Rangers, Toronto, Washington, and the Panthers have Carolina, Nashville, Boston, Buffalo, Boston. Um, And the Panthers literally just lost to Boston yesterday, I think. Like, 5-1, so – um, what do you have on this? Who do you see squeezing in? Who's not squeezing in? What's going on?
2: Yeah, unfortunately I think, you know, even with the, the game game in hand, I don't I don't see them getting in Florida. That five points is a lot right now, man. Like that's 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 you have to win two games and pick up a point in OT in three, you know, right? So like in three games you gotta take four or sorry, you gotta take five out of six and then the other team has to take nothing. And the Devils, I don't, I don't see them taking nothing get you know, against those teams. So it just sucks because, you know, aforementioned, you know, reasons like you said, draft pick, you know, some of the guys you'd like to see. Dude, I, I love, and I just want to see more of Alexander Barkov. I think he is so much fun to watch, dude. I think he's one of the most underrated stars, and I mean stars in the NHL. Um, Florida's a fun team to watch. I just wish they kind of got it going a little quicker man and it's just they're that team that's just kind of there always right all the way yeah it's i love keith yandel you know i just and, and i wouldn't mind letting rob Robbie luongo have another crack at, at the playoffs but it's just it's not gonna happen man and and for some reason i don't like you said i, I don't the devils just don't it for me. and I don't know why the Panthers do it for me more than the Devils do because like they really shouldn't but it's just like I don't I don't know what it and I honestly don't think it's because I'm a Rangers fan. I really don't feel that I'm like don't want to see the Devils because of some Rangers fan hate type of thing. I just don't know why the 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 Devils are a team that I'm not that excited about and I was telling you earlier about the Minnesota Wild. I just don't get that like jazzed up to see the Minnesota Wild play. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what it is. I just I
1: I I get what you're saying. I think the Devils a little bit more now that they have Taylor Hall and shit like that. But I don't know. I I would just I have so many friends that are Devils fans just because that they started watching hockey in like the '90s and they were winning. And I just want there'd be nothing better to be like, oh yeah, do you guys remember when you were talking all this shit that you're like the team of Madison Square Garden and then you didn't make the playoffs? Like that'd be sick. Plus, it'd be one yeah. giant fuck you to fucking Keith Kincaid, which I
2: wouldn't wouldn't hate so. Um, let me let me say this real quick. What sounds what sounds more appealing to you? Ready, Bruins, Devils, or Bruins Panthers?
1: Um, I mean it, it doesn't matter. The Bruins are going to kill whatever team that ends up playing there, right? I don't think either of those teams really have like that significant of a shot.
2: So let, okay, let me let me say which which one has a better chance of making a series.
1: Um, again, I don't know, man, because like I don't watch a lot of Panthers <laughs> games. But it seems like the Devils kind of do have that makeup where they're sort of tough. And the Bruins, I mean, that the Bruins are kind of like the outlaws of the NHL, right? Like, they have a bunch of people that are just giant dickheads. So I, a series with like Patty Maroon, Miles Wood, those guys against the Bruins would probably be a little bit more fun to watch than like Derek McKenzie
2: and Mike Haley. All right, I'll take that. That's that's a good, good choice. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. But yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll just wait and see. That's the only thing we really can do. But uh, that was our ending. Yeah, dude. Fucking McKenzie, dude. He's no Scott Mellenby. Um, We're going to get into our Twitter questions right now. We have a few, so Drake, say it for us, please. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thanks, Drake. All right, so we got three questions here today. Uh, First question Baby Buff. He asks Where does John Tavares end up? Will he still wear the Islander sweater? I'm glad that he asked this. I wrote a blog about this not long ago, asking Islander fans, like, what the fuck's going on in their franchise. I think if John Tavares was going to sign, he would have done it by now, right? I mean, it's not like it's going to be a lack of money. I think they're probably going to give him a blank check and be like, yep, however much you want, for however long you want. And if that's the case, why not do that in the in the middle of the year so it's out of the way, you don't have to worry about it? Which makes me think he's kind of reading and reacting what's going on with management and ownership. And is that really, like, what... I, th- I think this year' we're supposed to be the Islanders showing JT like, hey, listen, we're here for you. We're gonna do whatever we- you can. but now this guy's like kind of sitting back waiting to see you know if there's changes coming. I don't know. I think I don't think there's a shot that he signs with the Islanders. I'm probably gonna be wrong about this, but like I, yeah, I just don't see that. Um, my heart of hearts, I wish he would he would sign with the Rangers. I don't think he will. If he does, he'll instantly become my favorite player of all time because he just turning heel on the on the island would be unreal. He doesn't go to the Islanders. I mean, Toronto has been a uh, team listed for that guy for years. Um, Pittsburgh seems to never have a salary cap, so if he ended up in Pittsburgh, I would just be like, that makes sense. Uh, same with the, same with the black. I mean, I don't know, man. Probably Toronto, if not Toronto. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you got on that?
2: Um. <laughs> all right, so I think if you asked me at the beginning, very beginning of the year, like early, early in the season. I would say, yeah, he's going to resign yep. with, with the Islanders. I thought they were going to be a playoff team this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think at the
2: beginning of the year they actually looked kind of good. They um, got
1: Barzell out of nowhere who fucking put up how many points? Like, yeah.
2: And that's a kid you want to, like, stay with. Uh-huh. like as, as like your number two center. You're like, okay, this team's, like, built to potentially, you know, go. And And not to mention, you know, he's really, I mean, even this year, but, like, his line mates, what is it? Is it? Lee and Bailey, he was playing with for a little while. Like those two guys are starting to really play well. Um, I, my only thing is, dude, I'm sitting here scrolling through the list of teams. I, I don't. You think about Toronto, right? That that pops up as like the number one, right? Probably, yeah, like, instantly in, in the eyes of many people. Like, if he's going anywhere, mm-hmm. but then you think, like, is he going to go somewhere where he has to compete with? Austin Matthews for that number one, not necessarily center position, right? Not, not not because he, I don't give a fuck. John Tavares would be the number one center. I mm-hmm. don't
1: care. In my opinion. Okay.
2: But that number one, that number one guy, just, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't necessarily mean number one center. I just mean that, 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 the like guy. superstar yeah. on the team.
1: Yeah, but dude, I don't think John Tavares is. I don't think John Tavares is one of those people that needs to be the guy. He's like a kind of a soft spoken, like true professional, right?
2: I, I, the only reason that I say that is because he's a competitor, and like competitors still want to be the guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whether you're soft spoken or not, that's the only. That's the only thing that I can see. You know, but then I'm like looking and I'm like, where else is he gonna go? Yeah.
1: Like,
2: like I, I don't. I really don't. I I don't understand any any other spots for him, like it not not a lot really like makes a ton of sense to me. And then you know like I, I kind of wanted to bounce with you a few ideas about like if you know if you feel we got time about him going to the Rangers like that with
1: Bob John, like, John Tavares for the Rangers there's just not a shot that happens like and if it does he right? just does not give a shit which would be if awesome
2: he, if you. What's we, we kinda talked about this and I think it's kinda pretty good conversation about how I, I was like, Well, Ked, why the fuck would he want to go to the Rangers? They're in a rebuild, you know, like and then we brought you know, you brought up the point how it's like it's it's a way different rebuild than a Buffalo, Arizona rebuild. There's I think. still a lot of appealing things in New York
1: mm-hmm.
2: to him, you know? So man, I'd love that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he wouldn't have to like go that far away. I mean I think, I think the Rangers rebuild is essentially until they get, like, a number one center. Like, and I think when they get a and number one center, then it's like, okay, like, let's fucking go.
2: And, you know, I, I preach to you all the time about elite players. Like, I'm talking, like, elite. Like, top tier of the league. Like, Claude Giroux is an elite player. Stuff like that. The, Mika Zibanejad, I love him, but he's not an elite player right now.
0: The Rangers
1: don't have an elite player if, on their I team. I
2: don't know if he ever will be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Exactly. I don't know if Mika will ever be an elite player, and that's fine. I don't need him to be. But you like a one-two punch with Mika and then Tavares would
1: be oof, yeah, be nice. dude. Especially with all the kids that they have coming up and shit,
2: that yes. rebuild would be real so, quick.
1: And then depending on what draft pick that we get, could be could be awfully quick. I don't know. I I guess that's just kind of a wait and see. I don't think that's going to happen. I would say Toronto. I just don't see him resigning there. But that's what I got for that question.
2: So oh. what? So tell me real quick. What 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 do you think is keeping him from re-signing with New York? Just the fact that they're not competitive.
1: They're not competitive. Like their 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 fans put up a "snow must go" thing. Like at the deadline, they're in. They're like in the playoffs, and they don't do anything. Like just like shit, like basically, that.
2: Basically, just like hostile environment. Essentially, not you know. It's not. There's no winning culture. Yeah. The fans fucking hate everything. Yeah. You know.
1: And, I, I don't know, the Islanders went out and they signed uh, Bailey to, like, a huge deal to, like, keep him, and I think that was kind of like, all right, John, we're going to do what you want, but, like, now, again, he hasn't signed yet, so I'd be pretty nervous if I was an Islanders fan. Um,
2: yeah, I would be too his if I was a fucking Islanders GM. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Billy Mc... Oh, God. Billy McLerny wants to know, which RFAs do you see the Rangers keeping? Obviously, Vlad, since he is a key piece of the MAC trade, but who else? Um, it's kind of a good question. I can see them keeping Vlad Meskov. I actually really like the way that kid plays. Um, I don't think Ryan Spooner will be a Ranger next year. I kind of... Really? How, yeah, Hal told me this story about, like, when he was playing junior and shit. He wasn't on a good team come his draft year, so he held out until he was traded somewhere else. So if he's if he's holding out contracts in junior, like, I can't imagine what he's going to be like in the NHL. And I think last year, him and the Bruins had something similar to that going on because he was restricted. So I can see them maybe getting rid of him uh, around the draft. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Nemesikov, I think he's got a probably a pretty good place to stay. Other RFAs, I mean, Kevin Hayes seems to get a lot of hate. But the, if you look at his year this year compared to all the other years with the guys that he's been playing with, the type of minutes that he's had, I mean, the guy's put up points, and he's done pretty much everything that you could really ask for out of Kevin Hayes. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it quits on him too early. Um... I wonder. I wonder what Jimmy Vc could get if if they were to deal Jimmy Vc. What type of deal that you could get for that guy? I mean, maybe not the most consistent year, but as of late, he's been kind of lighting the lamp a little bit. Joe McLetty keeps telling us that he changed sticks every single game, just in case you didn't know that. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I, this is. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty bummed out that we didn't make the playoffs. But as a Rangers fan, like this is the most excited I've been coming up with this. Uh, off season with the draft and shit like that. Having said that, if they trade Zuccarello, I'm gonna be goddamn heartbroken. So, um, what do you have on this question?
2: Um, I don't see them getting rid of Zuc. I just can't bring myself to like look at that.
1: <laughs> I hope not. Man.
2: Um, I. So I, I'm gonna say this. Like, I'll, i kind of like we do a lot of agreeing on this podcast. At least we, we share pretty similar views. I'm gonna like actually argue with you for for a change. If you want um, a shot at the title, I you can
1: fucking not- try.
2: Yeah, no, no, I just, I, just I don't know. I gotta, you know, you gotta challenge the king once in a while. All right, do
1: like, man, Let's
2: dude. have it. What do you got? <laughs> I wrote down, dude. When I was like looking over this, I wrote down that Spooner is a must-keep.
1: Ooh. Okay. Like, Why? I,
2: I, I, I just like him, man. I think like, I, I think obviously him coming over and like having immediate success right away was like, oh, keep him. Yeah. Right. But like, I've always liked Ryan Spooner. I like his, I like his style of play. Um, you know, if he, if he can be like defensively, you know, responsible too, I think that's like important in a rebuild is like having, like setting a culture right away that like, but that's the thing is like, is he going to be defensively responsible? I don't know. So I, that kind of is like, I
1: watched, I watched last night's game today cause I was too out of it last night and I, I saw him cough up the puck no less than like 10 times in the D zone. He's really not that responsible, super good hands. Very shifty. You you definitely that get that he has this offensive side to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he I mean he wants to play. I mean he can play center. He can play wing. I think if you if you want centers, I don't think I would much rather have zabenjad and Nemestikov and Hayes instead of Spooner taking out any of those guys.
2: I'd like to move Spooner to the wing. To be completely
1: honest. Okay, so then you're moving Spooner to the wing.
2: I like him on the power play a lot. I think that's a big reason, and the Rangers' power play has been doing okay. Not saying because of him, but I think he's got upside on power play. Um, if he can get, you know, kind of engulfed in like that Rangers atmosphere for a full season, you know, it's kind of hard. It's it, it sucks. It's so hard to kind of really get a grasp on things and like what we want, what we think's going well.
1: No, I get that, but I don't know. You have you have a couple kids coming in right now that both play center, and Anderson and Hiedel. I, I get why you want to move him to the wing but then if you move him to the wing and he's arguing for this giant contract do you really want to give ryan spooner a giant contract playing wing when there's probably better wings out there that you could get
2: do you do you do you think he's gonna ask for a big contract
1: yeah Is that i th- like yeah he he's yeah. he it's like that's his thing not maybe not a big contract really? but he that's his he doesn't just normally say yes like pretty much every time yeah. he's been up for new contract instead of just being like okay i get it he either takes it to arbitration or shit like that. Like, And if you want, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, at least in my mind, I would think that Zuccarello should make more money than Ryan Spooner, right? And Zuc's making, like, four. I don't think Spooner's going to take anything less than four. And if you're paying Ryan Spooner more than $4 million a year, maybe in the beginning of a rebuild when you don't really know what's going on, yeah. But, like, long term, I don't know.
2: So, I'll say this right now. Oh, it's so hard. I, I'm i trying to think like $4 million for Ryan Spooner. I don't, I don't know. I really don't.
1: And he can I probably command that, dude. If you look at the points that he's put up this year and the fact that yeah. not only he can play wing, but he can play center as well. I can see another team being like, okay, yeah, maybe. I just don't want that team to be our team. And if that's the case and we're trying to rebuild or trying to go up in the draft and shit like that, why not flip him?
2: I'm. I'm thinking. I don't want to like have. This isn't like a hot take. It's just what I've seen. I love Spooner immediately, but now you are kind of starting to get me to think a little bit more outside of the box with it. Can Hiedel replace Spooner?
1: I think Hiedel's sick, dude. Now that we're getting into Hiedel, I know he hasn't can, played can- that many games. And, like, there's totally going to be a learning curve. I get that. I'm not saying this guy's going to be the fucking next best thing in the world. I will say this, though. There's been a couple times when he has the puck and he's skating up the ice. You get that Ilya Kovalchuk, Vlad Tarasenko, oh, shit thing going where you kind of clench your ass because you have no idea what the fuck's about to happen and, like, you're kind of nervous. Heedle kind of has that a little bit, dude, and I am fucking fired up about that. Every time he gets the puck, like, my eyes are glued to the television screen. There were a couple plays last game against Tampa where – he burned around Stamkos. He burned around McDonough. And not only did he burn around Stamkos, when he, when he was done going around him, he fucking put his shoulder down made a power move to the net. 18 years old, 210 pounds, screams power forward to me, dude. And, I mean, th- I just want this kid to play as much hockey as possible. And just the way, like, so he scores, right, in a 5-1 game, and he fucking He's like he won a cup. And... I love that shit, dude. Like, I'm sure everybody else is like, what is this kid doing? I have this, like, fucking, like, feeling about this kid that he's one of those weirdo fucks that literally only loves one thing in the world, and it's hockey. Do you get Didn't that we vibe talk from about him?
2: How Ovi, Ovi loves scoring. Yes. I love
1: that. I think this Heedle guy just loves hockey. I think he just, like, they interviewed him and shit, and, like, he kind of gave the, oh, I wish my team one thing, but he still kind of talked about himself a little bit, and he's like, yeah, but I trade it for, like, a win. And, like, I believe them. The kid just wants to fucking win hockey games, and he's having fun, and I love it, dude. I love that kid.
2: Yeah, I hope I hope he does well. Um, piggybacking on that with, like, the Spooner thing, I think only, my only concern, I guess, now I'm really starting to dig on it, is I just hope we get something that's, if we trade him, what he, like, I just don't know how much he's worth. I don't you know, know how much mean? he's like worth
1: it. I don't have a clue. But we got th- three first-round picks, and if you were to package like two of our first-round picks with a Ryan Spooner, if you can get into the top five, I think you do that. Okay. Um, a top-five top pick and out. another fucking and another pick in the first round. I yeah, and especially with how deep this draft is supposed to be, or whatever. That I never understand that. Like people who like talk trades are like, "Oh, they never do that." Like one, you don't know what the trade market is. And then another one, oh, this draft is deep. How the fuck do you know this draft is deep, dude? Are you just watching TSN and having Bob McKenzie tell you that it's deep, so you're like running with it? Like, who actually knows if the draft is deep or not?
2: Yeah, uh, the scouts. We're not scouts.
1: Yeah, dude. And, you know yeah, I mean? and probably eighty percent of the time scouts don't fucking know.
2: Yeah, and you know what ruins that though? Is it's the NFL draft that ruins it. Because yeah. everyone's like always moving up to Mel Kuiper's board, dude. Like, yeah, how often is that like I know not to like get on the NFL, but that's just every year now. It's also in, like quarterback, 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 because that is the cornerstone yeah. of an NFL franchise. Hockey is way different. Yeah, hundred
1: you know percent. I what think I, mean? I think if you were to compare so, like um, hockey and football, like you know, like a quarterback, I feel like the quarterback in hockey would be like the goalie, right? And like you're never picking a goalie first round.
2: No, exactly, exactly. You never, 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 never.
1: And every once in a while, like a team doesn't actually works with like Carey Price, but like. That doesn't normally work.
2: Well, and think about this, right? In the NHL, if you take a top five pick and he turns out to be a fucking 12-season to 15-season long veteran, second-line guy, puts up really good numbers as a second-line guy, that is a successful draft.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't In know if opinion. it's top five. I think top five, you no, want no. a little
2: bit more out of that. But that's still successful, right? Yeah. And then listen, to, listen to this comparison. In the NFL, if you take a top five pick and it's like, of running, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if, it's, if he's not, if a top five pick isn't a fucking Hall of Fame player, that's an NFL. Like that's the big. There's a di- the big difference there. I think. I don't know.
1: I think I see what you're saying. I think you're saying in the NFL, if there's like a high level player, normally they're high level in the NHL. If they say they're high level, I mean, worst worst case, hopefully it's like they're like a second line vet kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yep. I get that. I don't know. Well, will we'll wait and see. That was a good question. Um. Then we have one last question. Uh, NYR Talk says, so Ty Ronning is the big surprise prospect this year, right? Uh, but what about their seventh rounder from this past year's draft? Any takes on Patrick Ver- Verda? I, I don't know his last name. Um, so NYR Talk, I don't know anything about Patrick Verda, and I tried looking it up. I just saw that he was finished, and he had more points this year than he had last year. I'm not going to get in and pretend like I'm some sort of scout, so I'm not entirely sure. I will touch on Ty Ronning a little bit, though. Guy fucking crushed it this year, scored more goals than Evander Kane did uh, in that league, but, I mean, I think he was a uh, one year older. But everything that's been kind of said about this kid is they they say he can't do it, and then he does it, and he, he's a working hard kind of guy. I, I think he kind of probably knows what it takes to make the show, considering his dad was like a hell of a fucking hockey player. So I would be pretty pumped up about Tyronning. I know that doesn't answer your question with the Patrick Verda guy, but Coon, uh, did you get anything on that?
2: Um, so for the verticate, he's playing over in the, like, SM league or whatever that is. It, and, uh, I mean, like, it's a, it's like, it's a professional league. I just call it semi-pro because it's not the NHL. Anything that's not the NHL, I call it semi-professional, obviously. Hard agree. I mean, dude, like, he's not doing bad. He's third on his team in points, which is, which is, which is pretty good. The kid's only 21, you know, like, there's, there's still time there. He's, he put up, right now, 58 games, 40 points, like, that's, Everyone thinks that in order for a kid to like move over to the NHL, he has to put up like a hundred points in sixty games. Like that's not hockey; doesn't work that way. There's not that many goals in a game or in a season <laughs> where the guy's gonna put up three points per game in in in, in the league. You know what I mean? Especially yes.
1: playing against professional like some,
2: players. That's that's my point. This isn't the. It's not the OHL. It's not the Dub. It's not like high they're, school they're, hockey. It is different. Yeah. He's playing against playing against, and he's also. He, the, thing too is he's he's not playing against 21 year olds 20 year olds 19 18 like college kids because he's in that college kind of age range as opposed to like the ohl sort of i guess i'll look at. the kids playing against fucking adults grown-ass men yeah 35 year olds 30 30 year olds shit like that and he's putting up 40 points i don't know man i'm i'd like to you know see a little more of him next year maybe training camp maybe a couple preseason games see see kind of how he goes from there um I think the only thing with him that is a problem is he's not like very big. Yeah. He's, I mean, not that this is small, but like it still like it still matters a little bit in the NHL. You know, he's only five ten. Says one hundred seventy five pounds. That's not earth shattering size. You <laughs> know, not yeah. average size either. Average size in the NHL, I'm pretty sure is like six one.
1: Yeah, pretty big.
2: So that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Um. As for uh. Ty Ronning or Roning, however you pronounce it, I've like watched highlights of this kid. I've watched him play like uh, in games and stuff online. And, and dude, he—I kind of like him. He's a little bit of like a fucking badass too. Yeah, like he's—he's—he's he's, he's smaller too, but like yeah, he's a little guy. I, I don't—I don't know about the Verda but I know uh, Ronning's not like dude. He gets in there and he—he's—he's he's putting in goals and fucking like in like dirty areas too, though. Like he—he he has a little bit of jam. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a little scrappy. So like, I mean that's that's a good thing not not that i want him like fighting in the nhl but like dude you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder if you're gonna be a fucking small guy in the nhl you, or you have to at least get beat be able to get beat up a little bit so yeah i don't like you said dude like everyone's just kind of like oh he's not gonna do this he's not gonna do this and the kid just keeps like that next tier that next tier that next tier so i don't know man like it's an exciting prospect for us to have and he wasn't i don't think we like wasted much on him right like he he's kind of like what, do you
1: know what he was? Like, what round he was drafted in or, like, anything like that? I can look that up really quick. The one thing I will say about this kid, though, is, like, yes, I think he clearly does have talent, right? But I just uh, love the fact that, like, he'll outwork anybody. He seems like he's the first guy in the puck every single fucking time. Uh, I mean, dude, he was a seventh-round pick, two hundred first overall. So for a seventh-round pick, I feel exactly. like you got to be pretty pumped about that.
2: Yeah, you can't um, hate a kid that's putting up 84 points in the dub, which I think is a fucking... The WHL, I'm not saying I'm a fucking expert on major junior hockey in Canada because I'm not. But the WHL is the most physical league. I'm pretty sure it's, it's it's well known that that's a very physical league to play in. And the kid's fucking a small guy putting up those numbers. And he has fucking 47 penalty minutes. Like that's pretty, you know, like it shows you he's not afraid to like fucking kind of mix it up a little bit. And, and this year he's got his best plus minus, you know, with with Vancouver, and not to mention, he also played fucking last year. He played twelve games in the AHL and had fucking five points.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I like, I think I, this. I don't know, man. I'm excited. I am too. It'll be nice to kind of. It'll give you an excuse to check out Hartford's site next year. But um. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> thank you guys for sending in your questions. We actually have a voicemail that we're gonna get to really quick. No, Patty B. Voicemail again. I think he's kind of butthurt. But Patty B. What is it called?
0: Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the
1: Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, so yep, we do have a voicemail. Before we play our voicemails, let's get people calling in a little bit more. Um, we we guys we want you guys to call in with some topics, some questions, shit like that. Uh, it's kind of nice seeing when when our listeners are kind of like super engaged to the shit. So we always do appreciate when people uh, actually do call in. Um, here is this week's voicemail.
0: Hey guys, this is uh, Ethan. I'm a big Blackhawks fan, and uh, I was just wondering. So, like, Panarin got traded to Columbus this last uh, last year, and uh, he's probably gonna get a bunch of money. Uh, one, do you think he'll like stay with Columbus afterwards? I uh, was just curious. I don't really know why he would, but um, really, two, if you think he does leave, there's uh, he's. Apparently, is really good buddies with finkel on the Blues. Do you think if could get him to come there? I'm just like curious because like I'm always really sort school of of seeing my like, friends playing with each other, uh, especially the, like foreigners with their hometown buds. Um, and the uh, part of that is like the Blues if they have the best and Stan. It's a fucking nightmare uh, for anyone. But also cause it's like the black box of each I mean, it'd be fun to play with and trying to be fun to, fun to see Panarin more often, but you'd be on, like, literally probably the most hated city in Chicago, Blues, believe. They're not the most hated city, most hated hockey team, but I do really like Okay,
1: I think Ethan got like drunker as that as that question went on, but we appreciate the phone call, dude.
2: <laughs> I love it, Ethan.
1: Yeah, so I Ethan, Ethan, wow, well, Ethan just kind of wants to know what's going to happen, Panarin. He's got one more year left uh, with the Blue Jackets, six mil. Uh, he he seems to think him going to the Blues because him and boy, him and Tarasenko are boys. Uh, what do you have with this? Where, where do you think Panarin's going to wind up after this year?
2: Um, I think Ethan makes a actually a really good point, and he, uh, you know. He was getting more blackout as that went on. <laughs> Ethan, shout out! Thanks for shotgun and beers while you're listening to us. Um, no, dude, like that's a good ass point though. Players do do this. Do yeah, they do do this. Like for people out there who don't think that this happens, guys go and play with each other. If you don't think that Tarasenko has been bugging him all year, gonna call him this summer, bro, come play with us in St. Louis. Coaches, this. The people, the fans are this. The weather's this. Like it. People do that. Um, now, as for it actually happening, I'm I'm looking at capfriendly.com right now. Um, if you guys don't know about it, it just basically tells you like who's under contract for how many years, what their salary caps looking like, and stuff. And St. Louis doesn't have any like outstanding salaries for next year that they have to re-sign. They're like re- their their biggest unrestricted free agents is like Kyle Brodziak. He makes under a mil. They don't they don't really have to re-sign anyone. Um, the, the, not 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 this summer. Contract. Next summer, right? Yeah. No. So so I'm talking. When's when is Panarin up?
1: Uh not this summer, but next summer.
2: So next summer he's up. okay. Yes. So 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 it'd be like 2019. Yes. Or yeah, 2019, 2020. Yeah. So like the, they don't really have any big contracts to to sign besides. Jay Bomister, and quite—I I don't think he gets a deal done. The guy's gonna be 35, mm-hmm. or actually, he's gonna be 36. So I doubt he gets re-signed for five and a half million. Um, Carl Gunnerson is, is gonna be making about—he makes almost three mil right now. I don't know what they would do about him, but they, like I said, they don't have Tarasenko's locked the fuck up. Steen's locked up. Schwartz is locked up. Shen's locked up. Like those are all, you know, real. Angelo is locked up. Um, and so is Colton Franco. So I think they might be able to work getting him. Like, it, it depends on how they can shift their cap space around that they have left, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. But could you imagine, like, honestly, like, I know it's like, oh, could you imagine, but Panarin in St. Louis. Like, he's the type of player <coughs> that you, it's, he's not adding a Thomas Vanek. He's adding a, a, a Artemi Panarin. Like, he is a difference maker.
1: Yeah, he, uh, this year was probably the best thing that ever could have happened to that guy. Because when he got traded to Columbus, I was like, all right, well, there goes his career. Like, he doesn't have Patrick Kane feeding him the puck whenever he fucking wants it. And did he prove me the fuck wrong? This guy is a hell of a hockey player. He rips shots. uh, He's good on the power play. Seems like a good teammate. He's he's spent an entire year with Torts as his head coach, and he hasn't been banished to the KHL yet, which I think says a lot. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. I feel like he probably likes Columbus if he's crushing it there. So maybe he would resign there. I'm not entirely sure, but if he ended up going to the Blues and playing with Tarasenko, that would be pretty fun hockey to watch.
2: Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sick to to see him play, especially, you know, like with a buddy and like a pure goal scorer like yeah. like Tarasenko. You mentioned those two on a line together with like Braden Shen. <laughs> that'd be pretty pretty sick line and um I think, like you said, you know, he was playing with Patty Kane, so it was kind of like, oh, is is he as good as he is? You know, it's like the Crosby effect, the McDavid effect. You always like wonder. And this year, Panarin's performance—he he, he just—he signed his next contract this year. If that makes any sense.
1: No. And 100%. hopefully,
2: he produces next year. And I think the year yeah, this year he will do the same next year. But by doing what he did this year, he literally just kind of now whoever's going to sign him has to open up their fucking checkbook. Yeah. That dude's going to get paid.
1: Guy's going to get paid a lot of money. Um, thanks thanks for calling in. We appreciate that. That's the Patty B hotline, 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Uh, Dominic Morris, Heroes and Zeros, let's go.
0: Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
1: All right, Dom Morris, Heroes and Zeros time. I'm going to go first. My Hero of the Week goes to Tanner Glass. He fights Milan Lucic after Lucic went after uh, Mike Smith because Mike Smith was going after Lucic. Maybe you caught all that. But uh, Mike Smith, what well, he had to say on Tanner Glass, it's sad that a guy that's been in the minors for most of the year and doesn't play much has to go out there and answer the bell. Glass is that kind of teammate. He's that kind of guy who will step up for anyone here. We need more guys like that. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been dragged through the gutter and back. And then in a meaningless game, it's a guy that wears his heart on the sleeve for our group. He's such a great teammate. Obviously, that's his role, but it's unfortunate that he has—he was the one who had to go out there and do that. That's a position he's in, and obviously, anyone in this room, I hope, would go to bat for a guy like that too. Um, we experienced Tanner Glass in New York; hell of a teammate, worked really hard. People were pissed, probably because he didn't score more than ten goals a year, but like the guy was an absolute warrior, block shots every single night. You knew exactly what you were going to get out of Tanner Glass, and uh, never forget his backhander on on Carey Price in the playoffs. So, my hero of the oh week goes God. to Tanner Glass.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, dude. I always loved Tanner Glass when he was um, part of the Rangers. And the, the thing is, is like I don't really know why they didn't keep him, I guess. I'd rather I'm, have like, Tanner Glass
1: over Cody McLeod.
2: I would, too. And I just looked this up, and I wanted to say this. Okay, Cody McLeod has this season uh, one goal and three assists. Okay, so not much <laughs> better or... Worse than Tanner Glass last year. I think Tanner Glass probably was like somewhere in that same range. I'm guessing. Let me take a peek quick. But um, let's see. Last year, one goal, one assist. So he had two points. Not much of a difference. I will take him <laughs> over Cody McLeod.
1: Million percent. So ten out of ten. Times.
2: I, I I I don't know. I don't. That 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 just kind of. That, that's just another NHL transaction that you're just like, why? Yeah. You know, like you 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 say goodbye to Tanner Glass. Fine. I, I respect the hockey move, and you want to get rid of, like, a tough guy to get a roster open for someone else, but then don't go to, take go to the club. Yeah, no, I agree with
1: that. I miss Tanner um, Glass.
2: But anyway, back, back to your point about the hero. Yeah, that's – that's t- dude, I've never heard anything bad about Tanner Glass. Every Everyone's – like, anytime I ever hear any NHL guy talk about him, it's always glue guy, locker room guy. People love him. And I think –
1: Great haircut. Honestly,
2: that's, that's – I think that's how those guys work the tough guys that are, are like, not the tough guys that are, like, feisty little pissed off guys. Like, I'm talking about the tough tough guys that, like, are there for that reason. They, everybody likes
1: them. Dude, and I get pissed off at, like, all the, I get pissed at all the analytical bloggers and shit that, like, tear these, like, tough guys apart and shit, and they're like, oh, these stats show that, like, this person's terrible. Like, buddy, you've never been in the room, like, you don't know actually how these guys are feeling, like... Yeah, maybe statistically it doesn't really look that great, but I don't think you can really like analyze in stats like how a guy feels when another guy's on the bench or another guy's in the locker room or another guy's on the ice. Like, I don't really think you can actually pinpoint how they feel. So to those guys, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's Who, a
2: great point. Yeah,
1: who's your hero that's of the week
2: That's a too? And um, so my hero of the week, uh, it just goes to Connor McDavid, dude. That kid, McDavid. he's He's just kind of pulling away with it, man. He's, he's having a good year now. Like you didn't think, you know? Like I, 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 called in talking to you guys quick about it last last week about how uh, lights out he's been and how we don't really like pay attention much. Well, I'm starting to pay attention, and dude, this kid's putting up almost almost two points a, uh, per game in like his last like 28 games. He's like, I think he's teetering on like the 1.7, 1.8 line. Which, Can you
1: imagine being that guy? Um, I don't do know that. if
2: many, I don't know if many people understand that. Um, that's that's for twenty games. That's, that's a, a quarter of the season. Yeah, that he's been on the tear doing that. That's fucking insane.
1: Yeah, like on a shit team. I can't even do that in beer league, and he's doing that in the NHL. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's literally all you have to say, dude. That's fucking and, ridiculous. And I,
2: I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I bet you if you looked at goals per game by Edmonton Oilers not that many and that just goes to show you the percent of production that he contributes to his team. That's like that's that's an important stat. I know that yeah so like they're they're not scoring that many goals either. You know they're putting up like not even like three goals a game right now. So the dude is like literally pretty much their whole offensive production. Um him and Dry are kind of just doing everything for them. And and I think an eye-opening um stat that I just saw I didn't even think I figured he'd you know 103 points minus a million the dude's plus 21 wow how is he plus 21 i don't dude i didn't even know that i like what are they right now in the league they are currently sitting in not last 24th 24th in the league and the dude's plus 21 you can't even say like like oh he's just putting up points and this and that like the dude is doing everything yeah everything that's insane i didn't know that the plus the 103 points is crazy Plus twenty one, that is the most astonishing stat, I think, for Conor McDavid this year.
1: I think it's also kind of shows like how shitty of a team he's on. Right? Like he has to be on a pretty bad hockey team for them not to be winning games with him doing all that.
2: Yeah, dude, that's like that's insane. I like I just it just really goes to show you like how much that, that kid like actually does for them and how little help he gets. Like their goal differential in the year is like minus 28. That's that's not very good. Yeah, it's not not good.
1: He's that's fucking equivalent, so good
2: That's though. equivalent to the that's equivalent to the Rangers.
1: I wish the Rangers had Connor McDavid.
2: Yeah. At least it
1: at least it'd be fun to
2: watch. Edmonton is basically right there with the Rangers, right? They they got 34 wins. Rangers have 34 wins. The Rangers The Rangers are 34, 36 and 9 77 points. The Oilers are 34-39 and 6 and have 74 points. They're both minus 28. I would call that a wash. And <laughs> the, could you imagine a 103-point score on the Rangers? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Plus
1: I don't think our record would be that.
2: Exactly. That that shows you how how bad and how much that kid is keeping them from the basement.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a zero, or, Wow, a hero, especially with all like the backup that you had there. You don't really realize how good yeah. he is until you say all that shit.
2: That's good detective work. Yeah, A+. Uh,
1: <laughs> my uh, my zero of the week, um, all the rinks are shutting down in upstate New York. This happens, like, I mean, pretty much every year. Kind of get around April, the rinks shut down for a month and a half, and then it's just kind of like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? So my zero of the week is not really having a league to play in or anything and just... The fact that I have to like keep refreshing my emails and seeing if I got invited to like a super secret
2: skate or whatever, but
1: my yeah, Zero of the Week is not having like uh not having ice to
2: skate on. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. That's uh that's something you're gonna like have to come out with an app or something like Underground Beer League skates. Right? Like, oh, <laughs> could you imagine if somebody made an world.
1: underground league, how sick that would be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man, it's like the, you know, I think that the, the only thing that saves us at this time of year is the playoffs. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. a little less skate and more box hockey. Yeah, I get, get that. In, Probably just going to be... It's a, What's up? Oh, no, it's, just, it's, a, it's a little bit of a give and take, you know. You have yeah. to, like give up skating a little, watch a little bit of playoffs. It's not horrible, but I definitely feel for you like that's a that's a huge zero like not being able to get on the ice and stuff it's like Fucking
1: worse, dude. Like I I'm going to have know. to be I'm gonna be on the fucking elliptical here for the next like 2 months and like at least I have softball season to kind of like get me through here in the next month or so, but um that's my zero. What's what's your zero of the week?
2: Um my zero of the week goes to Carey Price. Um uh, I don't know if anyone saw like the save that he made on the bench. He was um he was backing up the other night, and uh, he, like, leaned, like, really high and, like, kind of jumped, sort of, to, like, make a glove save of a kind of coming into the bench. And it, it wasn't, like, protecting anyone. It was just, like, he was just being, like, it wasn't protecting his face or anything. He was literally, like, going out of his way to, like, make a sick save on the bench. <laughs> and, like, everyone's, like, clapping and cheering and stuff. The dude, like, falls backwards and almost, like, kills himself falling out of his little stool. And I was, like, oh, here we go, carry Price on the IR for another year. It's, like, dude. <laughs> You know that's like highly touted goalie that everyone like talks like such, like good things about, but you you literally you know you're a bandit. Why why are you even going for that puck? Yeah. Like I don't know, man. Especially like falling like that. I I was just like it doesn't it's not smart. I don't know if it's just reaction because he's a goalie because that's what people are like. Oh man, even when he's not trying to make great saves, he's making great saves, and I'm like, dude, it wasn't in front of his face. He wasn't protecting a fan, a coach, a player. He just like. Jumped up in the air and fucking snatched a puck and fell on his ass like an idiot. I'm like, I don't know. He's my zero. Just, Carey Price, figure it out, man. I feel like he's just injured. trying to
1: have fun in a year that there wasn't much fun for him.
2: Oh, I mean that. I mean that. That's probably what him. it is.
1: But at the same time, you are right. You're making a lot of money. Like, stop trying to make everything about you, Carey Price, and just let the kid get the puck.
2: Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I think it's just like you're. I don't know if it's a reaction or what, but it's like, man, like, you know you get injured. Like, don't – I don't know. Pete, you guys got to go take a look at it. It's not it, – like I said, it's not something where he's, like, protecting somebody. It's like he's, like, making, like, a stupid-ass, like, just being love cool saver really like, kind of jumps up and falls.
1: Yeah. I mean, shit happens. carry fucking Price, man. The Montreal Canadiens. The Rangers are kind of a shit show. I'm just glad that we're not that shit show. Yeah um and we have one more segment to do we are now going to do our three stars of the week so three stars music now
2: all right jim and mike thanks very kindly a nice weekend for you as always our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on rogers hometown all
1: right three stars of the week i had trouble coming up with one cooner thankfully came up with a great idea it being easter our three stars of this week are our top three easter candies so uh, my third star goes to jelly beans, man, and I say this just because, like, you never really realize how much you enjoy jelly beans until Easter. I feel like after Easter, jelly beans kind of they disappear. Would you agree? I feel like that's a huge jelly yeah, bean. Season. Yeah, they
2: they fly right off the radar. No yeah. one really loves a jelly bean other than Harry Potter and Hermione Granger. So yeah, that's uh, that's the one. Uh, have you ever seen when you talk about jelly? Guy, I, I, I don't really like. Jelly beans. I'm not like a candy. I'm more of like a chocolate guy. But have you ever seen those? They do this. You can get it at like Five blow or whatever that weird store is. It's like Bean Boozled. It's like it's this little container that has beans, like jelly beans, and you like it pops one up at a time, and it could either be like orange sherbet or dead fish. And no, to, like, dude, I didn't know that. Oh my god, did you have to check it out? Like I always get it from my little. Like I've gotten it from my little cousins, and they like <laughs> ran around and loved it. But like there's the ones like blade of grass or like something else or like toothpaste or blueberries or like 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 rotten egg or oh. lemon or like dude it's it, when you said jelly beans it reminded me that's the funniest fucking thing i've ever seen
1: big jelly bean guy who's who's your uh who's your third star
2: uh third star goes to i i I'm, this one's pretty simple being third star um i like the crispy like the crisp whatever crispy bunny i like a crispy bunny. Oh, okay like, like a like crunch the, bar bunny Crunch bar bunny. Yeah, there yes. you go. Yep. Big fan of those. Nice and, uh, you know, airy. Doesn't take up a lot of the gut. You can still devour half an Easter basket after eating a whole bunny. So, you Fuck know, yeah, dude. maximize no, your march.
1: Those are way better than the other type of bunnies. Like the hollow bunnies. Just,
2: like, it's dope. Yeah, oh, the hollow bunny. Nothing pissed me off more. You're done with it in two <laughs> seconds, and it's like, what is this thing? And then, like, the regular chocolate bunny, it's like, the first four bites are dope, but then you're like, I can't eat this whole fucking bunny. Yeah. i got to put it back in the box. Then it sits <laughs> in the box for a week. It's all nasty. Right, dude, and then your you're hands like, are all dirty. Them. Yeah, exactly. No one wants that.
1: No one That's a good third star, dude. That's a very underrated one. Uh, my second star, I love Nerd Ropes, dude. Whenever, no matter what the year, I'm a big nerd rope guy. I, just something about it. It's quick. It's simple. It's 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 pretty tasty, dude. And it's you know it's it's kind of nice, dude. It's it's a change up. It's not something you would normally expect to see. So my second star goes to the uh, the nerd rope.
2: Nerd ropes are very very good. And like I'm contradicting my previous statement by saying I'm not a big like sweets like candy guy. That's one thing that, like, actually is pretty good. Like, I'm not going to go dummy a bunch of them, but they are fucking good. They're pretty sweet. And, dude, like, what a sick concept. Oh, candy yeah. creators have such a brain on them, dude. Like, not to, like, get weird and get into, like, the <laughs> science behind that, but, like, what the fuck? Like, what a cool-ass candy.
1: Right, dude, let's grab a Twizzler put a shit ton of nerd, nerds on it and, and send it.
2: <laughs> Just a dentist nightmare. Right,
1: dude. Uh, That's my second star. What's your second star?
2: Um, so a lot of people like Cadbury eggs. I'm I like the ones with caramel in the middle, but I'm a big fan of like the mini Cadbury eggs. You know what I'm talking about? It's, yep, 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 like, yep. Just yep. solid chocolate. They're like tiny little. Yeah, those are fucking unreal.
1: Yeah, no, I I kind of like those better too because then you can eat a bunch of them too. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like I can the...
2: just bowls of them, <laughs> Just piling them in.
1: Yeah, and like and then either your your mom or your girlfriend look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, I only had a couple. <laughs> yeah. Like... But a couple, like a couple was like ten, twenty-four man. of them.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> my grandma was like a, <laughs> my grandma was like a big like um, like bowl of candy type of lady. Mm-hmm. So like during Easter time, she'd have a bowl of them like on the table, and dude, you know damn well when I left their house during on Easter Sunday, that shit was fucking empty, it just <laughs> cashed. <laughs>
1: nothing, nothing wrong with that, dude. I mean, the boys like their candy. And uh, speaking of liking candy, my first star, probably my favorite candy of all time. I like the Reese's Bunnies. I don't know if you saw those this year. They're like, probably about yay big. Peanut butter, chocolate. They melt in your mouth. I'm a huge peanut butter guy, so... Um, Hal, unfortunately, isn't. Hal has a peanut allergy. Tom Pody was his favorite player growing up. But, um... What was, uh... What do you have on that, and who's your first star?
2: Um. So, big shout-out to those. Any, any of the, the Reese's Cups that are shaped into anything, like during Christmas they have the Christmas trees that are like Christmas tree shaped Reese's the mm-hmm. bunny shaped Reese's or the egg shaped Reese's the ones that are like little bite size gets are like the half the size essentially of like a regular candy bar but that's not like a Reese's cup they're mm-hmm. different you know what I'm talking about yeah know? yeah I like them better because they don't have like the rigid outsides mm-hmm. and they don't have like the thick bit of chocolate when you bite into a Reese's it's like all smooth one like little like kind of thickness I, I'm a Dude, I'm a huge fan of those, and the best thing to buy, Cat, are those, they come in like a six-pack of those. Uh-huh. you can get them at like Walmart for like two bucks, two fifty, and it's just like a six-pack or something of them, oh my god, you can dummy those in like one night. Yeah,
1: or on the car ride Shit. home
2: from Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I mean... <laughs> yeah, you get a six-pack of like Reese's peanut butter eggs, and then also probably like a Sprite or something, just have yourself a day. Yeah,
2: real, real big uh, calorie day, trying to bulk up.
1: Yep. Big time. Now what? Uh, I just did my first star, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I just, I really like, you know, i was really I'm voting for Pedro, dude. I'm a big fan of those. Um, my first star. <laughs>
0: <going> for Pedro.
2: <laughs> uh, it, it's staying along the Reese's line, but it just like this is like my straight memories of of Easter, like getting Easter baskets. Like, I, like I went, we went, to, we went to my dad's, mom and dad's, like a lot when I was a little kid for Easter. And, like, dude, Easter baskets got my dick so fucking hard. And my grandma, every year, I don't know if you've ever seen these. I'm sure I'm not like, the only fucking kid, but, like, they're these. It's a carrot-shaped bag of Reese's. It's, like, the the end, of, it's, like, a bag in a shape of a carrot, sort of, and it's filled with Reese's. And then the top is, like, twist-tied kind of, like, spun in like, a little, like, circle. Yeah. And then, so, like, the top is, like, plastic spread, like the, the leaf on the end of a carrot.
1: Okay. Alright, I've never seen them, but it sounds just intriguing. The
2: little Reese's pieces. It's this filled in the bottom of the carrot.
1: How much nicer would carrots taste and if, you if you like just
2: taste like Reese's? Oh my god, I'd, you know, I'd have great vision. I right, definitely wouldn't dude? wear glasses. Oh my
1: god. I'd be so healthy.
2: Dude, I would just like bite the tip of the plastic off and just like hold it up in the air like I was doing a funnel of like Reese's pieces. <laughs> to Showed me a whole bag in like one like sitting like like one mouthful. Just felt like I was like in the beer Olympics of like Reese's pieces. My grandma was pretty much impressed, to say the least.
1: <laughs> um, hey guys, so this podcast kind of went off the rails here for a little bit. <laughs> mostly, I keep an Now we're just talking about funneling peanut butter and chocolate. I mean, that's kind of what happens, right, Cooner?
2: Fat boys gotta eat, dude. We, you know, sorry about not talking as much about the playoffs. Maybe at the end that you might like, but. Hev, he, dude, heavy
1: set people have to stay to their stripes, dude, and that's, that's what we do. We like hockey, and we dummy Easter candy.
2: Yeah, judge us, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Cooner, thanks for hopping on. Um, Again, calling the yeah, voicemail. Dude, for, uh, What's up?
2: I was just, you know, saying thanks for having me on today. It was good. Good chat, good Sunday, you know, a little – had some Easter brunch today and got to talk a little hockey at night. It was awesome. You know, shout-out to Ethan. Thanks for calling in, people. Get on
1: it. Give us some questions. Give us something to do. Fuck yeah, Ethan. It's 518-309-2595. Be sure to call in. Um, Everybody have a happy Easter, and we will see you next Sunday.